Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Welcome back to more to it. The show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude, I don't even know how to like represent or symbolize where I'm at. I mean, some of this background is telling, but it looks like this sometimes in L.A. But man, it is humid out here. So if I start sweating, don't y'all think I'm nervous I'm just out here chilling, man. Amazing trip. I got to tell y'all all about that. But first, I got always thank you for your viewership on Brings TV and Reach TV and your membership to Wiley's World on YouTube, where this week we are highlighting what y'all been asking for. I thought y'all wanted my jersey. I thought y'all wanted my playing cards. Y'all like, man, get that up out of here. Y'all wanted this. So I got y'all, man. I'm going to autograph this. Great book I have right here. Actually, it was a bestseller, but not New York Times. I didn't make that. They're like, nah, you didn't sell that many, damn it. But I was an Amazon bestseller, which to me is the future, which to me is I sold a whole lot of books. I don't know how many pages I got in here. It took me forever to write this. Uh, 250 some pages. But guess what? Magic Johnson did the foreword. Bruce Smith did the foreword as well. So Lots of love coming to you guys on Friday, Swag Away. But now, like every show, let's get it started with what's up with that dude. Um, <laughs> let me just tell y'all about my trip here. Um, never, ever, ever take a red eye. And the only thing worse than taking a red eye is taking a red eye with three itty bitties. And I tried to pull it off. My wife made the, the reservation. She booked the itinerary. So, you know, we plowing through it. I can't say no. Uh, not only am we paying for the trip, but we're going to pay for this trip. So we were on that trip, and them itty-bitties got on that plane at 11.15 p.m. Pacific time. And, boy, it was already past their bedtime. So I guess that they just got in the huddle and was like, hey, check this out. Since it's already past our bedtime, let's not sleep on three. And I was like, yo, 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 y'all got to go to sleep. <laughs> it was for anybody else, and y'all know me, I'm the ultimate optimist, so I'm going to act like it was all good. It was bad, dog. Them kids was just, they were just chilling. It was like 2.30, they like doing this. What up, daddy? What up, daddy? I'm like, no, you can't get no peanuts right now. It was just hilarious. So we got to the resort, landed, and then we're here about 11 in the morning after everything, you know, uh, transport and stuff. And they were looking around like, daddy, we about to go play, right? We're going to the water park. And I was like... Y'all need to take a nap and reset because y'all not acting the same. Y'all look different. 
and they won. They got another huddle. Hey, hey, since we already got here, we in sleep. Let's just keep going on three. And they kept going. They partied all day. But when we got home, looked at a thousand messages. Thank you guys all the happy uh, Father's Day messages and my anniversary, ninth year anniversary. My kids crash. Like my boy still sleep. I mean, it's like 13 hours later. This sucker still sleep. So amazing trip. Uh, speaking of somebody who was sleep, but probably sleep at the wheel. Let's talk about West Virginia's coach, Bob Huggins. Well, I got to say ex-coach because he resigned after his arrest and they had a DUI charge. Talk about it right now. So he resigned this weekend, one day after he was arrested and charged with DUI. Now, this ain't his first DUI, and this ain't his first time being in the news. We know who Bob Huggins is. Great coach, but look like he liked to hang out in them streets a little too much. So he got that DUI, DUI charge after he was arrested in Pittsburgh. And let me give y'all some of the details of this sucker right here. Uh, so he was in a black SUV blocking traffic in the middle of the road with a flat and a shredded tire. That means he already done did something, right? He already you know, wrecked something. And then officers directed him to move off the road. And they observed him having a little difficulty maneuvering the SUV off the road. So then they start questioning him. And, you know, they come up to you suspicious as hell. And they said, oh, my man looks to be intoxicated. So obviously they asked him to exit the vehicle to perform the standard field sobriety test, which ain't nothing standard about it. Ain't nothing standard about you having to all of a sudden say your alphabet and your ABCs backward. Ain't nothing standard about you being on the side of the road. Everybody's staring at you and you're trying to touch your nose and balance out. So obviously he must have failed those tests. So then he was taken into custody and released. And then he had to resign said, quote, do not represent. I do not represent the values of the university or the leadership expected in this role. While I've always tried to represent our university with honor, you a damn lie, <laughs> a damn lie. I have let all of you and myself down. Ah, oh, now he's telling the truth. So he was the West Virginia coach since 2007. And I'm solely responsible for my conduct and sincerely apologize to the university community, particularly to the student athletes, coaches, staff program, blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing, man, don't trick off something so good as that job at West Virginia as a coach over DUI charges. Like, it's so simple, we know, and it's so difficult to do. It seems that way. You know you're about to hang out. You're Bob Huggins. You know everybody loves you, especially where you are. Oh, there goes coach. There goes coach. Coach, go to one. It happens to me. Little old me when I go to places and go to bars sometimes. Wiley, can we get you one? And most of the times I say no, because I just don't trust people, even though I love people. I'm like, nah, dog. Unless you are by the bar and you order it, because I ain't waiting for you to order and then the bartender come back and come back. But if we buy the bar and we could just get one real quick and I can watch the bartender for it, let's go to war. Well, Bob Huggins, be smarter. Be smarter, dog. You can't just be taking shots and shots from everybody and act like it ain't going to add up, especially when you're getting up there in age. So this is the bad situation all the way around. West Virginia and the president had to come out and talk about it as well. So horrible situation because my man lost his job and probably going to lose his way. I mean, at this age, are you going to come back from this again? And this is a multiple infraction in terms of you being 69 and this ain't your first DUI. So you look at it all that. This the same guy who just, what, a month ago had a three game suspension 
and he had to change his contract around, amend his contract using anti-gay slurs. So think about what Bob Huggins is really telling us. And even at his age at 69, dog, it don't stop in terms of always working on yourself. So in situations like this, I always try to highlight, not bash them, but at the same time, just know that even if you're a certain age or certain success level, you still got to watch yourself, man. You always got to go into the weight room. And I ain't talking about the physical one with the weights that clank. I'm talking about the mental one and always being aware and always keeping your wherewithal. Or even if you are accomplished, even if you're the man, even if you get up there, it could all still come crumbling down. Crazy, dog. I'm going to drink one for you on this vacation. Thank you, my friend, for your viewership on Brinks TV and Reads TV, your membership in the Wattest World YouTube. Friday swag away. My book is on the way. Yo, I ain't going to lie to y'all, dog. I don't read a lot of books in my life, and I never read one like this one because that's the only one I ever wrote. So, no, nah, I'm just saying it is a really, it's a dope book. Like, I don't live through some stuff, y'all. I've only told you to have, so check out the book, but you got to be a member, and you got to win on Friday Swag Away. Let's talk about somebody else who's about to win, at least more than he did in Washington. Bradley Bill's about to win in Phoenix because now they got them a new big three. We need to just retire big three stuff because now this whole big three and super team stuff every day, every way, it just looks like it's reimagined and it's just so different. So it's not even properly defined anymore. But Bradley Bill is about to help with the definition of success in Phoenix. And we know who he is. The Wizards are finalizing the trade with Bradley Bill to send a three time all star guard to the Phoenix Suns in a package expected to bring them back. Chris Paul. Landry Shemit. Landry, that's, that's the name. When he was born, and mama named him now. I was like, oh, he's gonna be something. I don't know what. Landry Shemit. And several second round picks and some pick swaps. So let's talk about the deal because we all know Bradley Bill had a no trade clause. So with the no trade clause, Bradley Bill had to sign off on this. Looks like he did. So now we got the new big three, which I'm still gonna use for this story, and then I'm gonna drop it. <laughs> uh Devin Booker, KD. And Bradley Bill. <clears throat> mm. Mm. Is that going to win? Is that going to get over the Denver Nuggets hump? Is that going to get them past the Clippers healthy? Is that going to get them past the Lakers, even though LeBron's aging another year, but AD went healthy, sick? Is that going to do it? Um, Initially, initially, I think it sounds a little redundant, but you still got Aiton there. And I know Aiton, like, yo, that big three, though, it don't include me. And I think it should include Aiton when Aiton is all in. But with a new head coach, seems like when Monty Williams gone, we might get all of DeAndre Aiton because we know about their friction. So is that enough to get them over the hump is my first question for y'all in the comments. It just seems like on paper, oh, that's firepower everywhere. And Bradley Bill got that mindset. He a dog. And we already know Booker's a dog. KD is KD, top 10 all time. And Aiton, when activated, is something. I wonder if this is going to be enough for them to deal with the Denver Nuggets because the Denver Nuggets are not only top-heavy, but they got a deep bench. They can go to guys and actually bring them off the bench and do things. So, anyway, perfect is not the enemy of good, right? We're not going to all of a sudden design the perfect team. Just say, are we better than we were? Now let's take our shot. Most importantly, being healthy in the playoffs, Chris Paul not being there, that's a huge question mark that gets answered because you think about Bradley Bill in those situations and you just have to assume he'll be available, not like Chris Paul has been time and time again. So 
One of the reasons we know the deal could take place in a couple of days is they've been searching. They've been looking around and they're trying to get a three team deal. Actually, they're looking out for Chris Paul. They basically saying, man, we ain't going to put CP3 on the Washington Wizards. That ain't right. <laughs> like that ain't how you build equity in the franchise and make other free agents say they're going to take care of you from beginning to end to have Chris Paul go out there and end his career with the Wizards. And even if Chris Paul goes to the Wizards in a two team trade, you know, it's going to happen, right? Oh, wait. Um, Chris Paul is not going to stay in Washington. That sucker. He going to get to L.A. somehow, some way. The Lakers are interested. Obviously, the Clippers are interested trying to figure out the Russell Westbrook situation. Both of those guys as well. So what's going to happen is he's going to bring himself to Phoenix and they're going to have four, four max contracts. What is going on here? Phoenix is going all in chips in the middle to make sure that they give themselves a run at a championship. So Bradley Bill got $207 million left on his contract. And there's a bunch of details about that. But long as he waves the no trade clause, he's going to Phoenix. He's getting his 207. Now it's too damn hot to be over here just talking about all this money. So now we're going to get that going. What other situations does this have an impact on? Well, you got to think about the fact that there's going to be a lot of dominoes because now as Denver made everyone say, let's compete against them. So therefore you get a Bradley Bill interested leaving. Do you get a Phoenix Suns interested and in get rid of Chris Paul? Well, the other dominoes have to fall. Well, some of the dominoes have to fall, not just in the Western Conference, but the Eastern Conference as well. There was some thought and consideration because we know how much Bradley Bill and Jason Tatum wanted to play together. But that would have been redundant as well. One, you can't bring them in on top of having Jalen Brown, who deserves this super max contract, right? But at the same time, you're going to trade away Jalen Brown to get Bradley Bill. How much better did you get in that situation? So there are a lot of dominoes in the NBA landscape right now that are going to fall just because of this move. But I love the move because I love Bradley Bill getting the chance of really doing something, being on the biggest stage, not just talking about NBA. I'm talking about real, true contender phase. And now we're going to see what he's about. So you add all of this up, it looks like this is a team that has squeezed, closed the gap a couple years ago, were in the NBA Finals last year, fell short largely because Chris Paul's injury. Now let's see that team once again challenge at full force. So tell me what you guys think in the comments because there's a lot to this story going forward. Thanking you, viewership, Brings TV, Reese TV, membership, Wise World, YouTube, sign up. Seems like a lot of you guys are, so you can get that Friday swag away. My book is on the way. It should be turned into a play. I'm like, yo, it's dope. It's a really good book. Why? Not just because it's about me. It's about life and how it affects us all. But let's talk about Skip Bayless right now and how his life has been affected. Shannon Sharp is no more on Undisputed. So let's talk about how he says Shannon and I were kind of a married couple. So we saw it all come to an end last week on Undisputed. The end of a marriage, as Skip Bayless likes to say. Here's his quote. Uh, he said, in a way, Shannon and I were kind of a married couple on TV. I did not watch a single game of any sport of any magnitude for seven years without thinking about what Shannon was thinking about the outcome of said game and how that outcome would impact tomorrow's undisputed. You know what? That is real. That's one thing 
I don't think that the fans understand how you, it's a mind play once you become someone in sports media that has an audience because not only are you watching the game, like literally as most fans, just, hey, who's going to win or lose? And I said most fans because some fans don't care who win or lose. They just care how their fantasy team looks, right? So then you got those who want a winner and a loser. Then you got somebody who want to win some money and hopefully doesn't lose money. And then you got guys like Skip Bayless when you're watching the game you're not just looking at what's occurring. You're looking at how to frame that and put that in a question form or how do you can make that a debate, a conversation, an argument, something that was a 50-50 moment. You're like, yes, because I know it's going to be polarizing. You also look at the game from a perspective of a journalist who is like, let me get more of the what, the how, the why of it, not just the when and where. When and where are kind of like the basic things. When? They playing at one o'clock. Where? That's so far. Okay, duh. My son knows that. But what is really going on there? Why did he just do that? And that's what Skip Bayless is talking about. He had that type of relationship in mind play when doing the show with Shannon Sharp. So like many marriages, we know there seem to be some ups and downs as well, some arguments over and over again. My wife is right there in, in the hotel. And at the same time, I look forward to a few days of us hopefully not having a little bit of a disagreement. We don't have arguments anymore because you get to a place where you know y'all going to rebound. Why we don't argue is because we know we're going to make up. So why go through the process of all the negativity and emotion? Doesn't mean we don't have bad energy at times. Doesn't mean some of these comments aren't flattering, right? But an argument, you, 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 30 minutes later, you, you, man, stop. That's when we were dating in younger marriage, <laughs> when we were young. Now we just like, all right. And I hate when our energy off, because boy, that's like this, the show is not the same. And let's talk about how this show changed because of some of that bad energy. So they talked about their energy and the way that they approach topics. And one of the biggest advantages Shannon brought to FS1, Skip said, was he truly, genuinely, authentically loves LeBron James. He said he honestly and completely and wholeheartedly believes LeBron is the GOAT. Eclipsing even Michael Jordan. That, of course, is insane. <laughs> LeBron is obviously nothing more than the phony goat. But because Shannon so believed that LeBron was the best ever, he and I had TB gold. Dap, 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 dap. Okay. Um, I agree with Shannon. First of all, I think that LeBron James, all things considered, is the goat. Not here for that argument. I am not on undisputed. But at the same time, I noticed something about him saying that. Like even Skip Bayless, think about how masterful Skip Bayless is in his craft. He just lost his partner. Now he's talking about how close him and his partner were, how it affected him and how he changed his perspective in watching games. Then in giving his partner props, identifying who his partner was, was still in masterful Skip Bayless doing his job role. Couldn't even admit while saying Shannon thought that LeBron was the GOAT. And then he counters with he's the phony GOAT. Like in an interview, which has nothing to do with Undisputed in terms of the ratings and the show and that battle that they got to engage in. He still is going to his death, not only believing something, but articulating it because he's still trying to do the show. That is a true masterful showman right there, Skip Bayless. That's next level. But because Shannon so believed that LeBron was the best ever, him and Skip, he felt, had TV gold. The other advantage was with Shannon – 
was that like most people who don't need metallic blue as I do, he absolutely despises all things Dallas Cowboys. Once again, we had an extremely natural disagreement. I have no objectivity and sometimes no sense when it comes to my Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to miss my Cowboys displays with Shannon. Y'all caught that? So the main ingredients of the show is pretty obvious, as we all saw. And that sometimes we said to nauseam that y'all talking about LeBron, y'all talking about the Cowboys. Well, they had a natural disagreement there. And let's talk about that, because a lot of these shows, we have to craft a disagreement. People always ask, man, they, they forced y'all to argue? No. What you got to do is exhaust all of the natural disagreements, Shannon and Skip with LeBron, Shannon and Skip with the Cowboys. Naturally, I just don't believe what you're gonna say. Like Acho and I had a Acho and I had a natural disagreement. He didn't think KD was as good as I did. Like naturally, I was like KD top ten. What are you talking about? And for him, it was like, Ugh. and then that was a natural disagreement. Baker Mayfield, I was like, he ain't gonna ever get it right, dog. Yes, he is. Natural disagreement. So sometimes it's just built in there. Therefore. You just tend to see those shows always gravitate towards that. But there are some times where it gets down the list. Like, I, I really don't care that much, but I can argue that. That's when you guys start taking notice. And that's when you guys start saying, I call BS, man. I'm getting tired of y'all arguing. So to sum this up, here's Skip's last quote, quote on it. On this past Monday night, ahead of Shannon's departure on Tuesday, I did pull an all-nighter because I couldn't sleep a wink. I tried and I failed. I was just so keyed up, <laughs> so worked up, so torn up over what was happening. I just couldn't go to sleep. Truth is, this past Tuesday, I tried to go to sleep in the afternoon. I had a hard time going to sleep even, even then. People were getting this twisted. No matter how Skip truly felt about Shannon and vice versa, they still loved what they were doing together. Don't get it so twisted of who's wrong in the blame game or what really happened to the point where you forget that they still love doing something together. But to make it succinct and to make it simple, Shannon got tired of what was going on in the power dynamics of the show. That's with Skip Bayless and creating the show, topics with the show, Skip Bayless disrespecting them at times, and Skip Bayless also not being reprimanded from those who had greater power there because Skip Bayless Knew those guys from Itty Bitty. Skip Bayless has been in the business so long that some of the top dog executives used to be his little homies. And that's the thing right now. And Shannon just couldn't find his way. And that's not to blame it on Shannon. Shannon was like, yo, I am the man. Skip is the man. We have to redefine how the powers are on display on this show. They couldn't come to that redefinition because Skip is still stuck in his ways, still calling LeBron phony goat. Even when it doesn't matter, that lets you know he's stubborn to a fault, but to tremendous success. Respect to both of those guys, wherever they shall go. Because Skip, he's on an adventure on his own as well. But Shannon landing on his feet somewhere. Thanking you. Viewership, Brings TV, Reads TV, membership, Wiley's World, YouTube, where somebody's going to get this love. We got four tiers of membership in Wiley's World, and all four tiers are eligible for this one right here. Friday Swag Away, Marcellus Wiley, The Life, Opinions, and Unexpected Adventures of an NFL Outlier. Never shut up. Y'all know what this means, actually? Let me get y'all real quick. Never shut up is not about you physically talking. And it's funny, a couple people think that, and I'm like, please don't think that. No, it's about your essence, who you truly are on the inside before you got socialized and scared 
and, and treated badly or whatever, got in fear of you being the best version of yourself. Never shut up in expressing that to the world because the world constantly trying to tell you who you are and you got to never shut up in showing the world who you truly are. That's what it means, okay? Not just go anywhere and talk and just pop off. I don't need all that. And speaking of all that, let's bring in somebody who can talk and pop off. His name is Mikey P. So let's bring in Mikey P on vacation. Damn it, can't even go on vacation. <laughs> without seeing you mikey p what it up what it do baby yeah not gonna lie i'm a little upset you didn't bring your boy on vacation but i'll get over it it's okay it's okay i'm <laughs> we still got here cuts. we got yeah, cuts. <laughs> i'm living through you so it's all good but as part of wiley's world we love the input from our fans so i'm gonna start off with two fan questions mm. from an all-star jamal okay. parks welcome welcome he's been here for a day and he's already submitting questions so the first one from Jamal, who is here right now watching. All right. Okay. Any tips on self-marketing slash promoting your business? Wiley's World is taking off, and I'm watching you closely to see how you grow this thing. Just happy to be on the journey with you. Your response. Oh, lovely question right there. Um, yeah. I think it starts, if you really want to talk about the concrete, the foundation, of any marketing it has to start with you in terms of identity so you have to really identify your identity um i know a lot of times that sounds like kind of simple and at the same time it's like what do you mean it means what is your true voice what are you really trying to do what's your intention with it all start there and then also try to envision how it can be at the end right but you don't have to concern yourself so much about the end why because as important it is to know who you are, it's important to know who you are not. So right now we're going through a process elimination of what I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. So once you identify what you are, now you got to put that to work. And this is where most people fail. They see who they are and they don't see something out there that represents that, reflects it fully. So they get discouraged. So they don't continue being who they are. And then you just start to fall in line with what's already been done because you're not trying to reinvent the wheel and you don't have to reinvent the wheel to express yourself authentically. So then you get discouraged and you just sound redundant. Now you sound like a mannequin. Now you sound like another version of someone else. And if let's bring it home, sports media, you're looking up. Oh, I want to be on TV and talk sports. Oh, who's on there? Stephen A, Skip, Colin. Next thing you know, you start yelling. You're not a yeller. Next thing you know, you start arguing. You're not an arguer. Next thing you know, you start debating. You're not a debater. You know who you are? You're someone else. And you got to make sure you do that. So it starts with identity. Identify your identity. And then without being discouraged, continue committed to expressing that identity. Great advice. All right. Part two. This is a great question, too. Oh. How do you balance all the work, wife and kids? Is your schedule just phenomenal and you only work a few hours a day or is your schedule super packed and you have to budget out time for everything? <clears throat> I know the answer, but go ahead. Ah, man. Oh, <laughs> we man. working, baby. We working. Yeah, you, we work. <laughs> I, I want to start here because I want to build people up always in my responses. Uh, I am never going to lie to someone and tell anybody I'm special. And I don't believe anybody's special. I think we're all uniquely Different, <laughs> you know, if you caught that. <laughs> um, here's the thing. No matter who you think it is, I'm going to give you an example. Yesterday I was in the pool 
Um, at the pool with the kids, I run into a guy who went to Dorsey High School, which is a local school where I grew up, closer to me than the schools I actually went to. But it was a gangster school, my mama said. It was hood school, right by the jungles, all that. So we didn't go to Dorsey. But I practiced at Dorsey. I ran track at Dorsey after school. Long story short, a guy in the pool yesterday went to Dorsey. So everything I told you right now will make you think, oh, you met somebody that went to the school around your age, some black guy, probably. It was an Asian guy who was like 75 years old, runs a company, and we were just talking through life. And he was a big fan of mine from the Chargers. Here's the thing. From the same area, but he's Asian and much older than I, running a company, we're talking about our trip. And I told him how the itty bitties were up on the red eye, and it took us 14 hours plus layover and all that. But here we are in the pool, just like you. you know what he told me without even bragging? He was like, yeah, I brought my grandkids and, they, and I brought my sons and everybody. We're here. He said, yeah, it's not that far a trip for us from San Diego. We took our jet from there and it took us four hours. <laughs> okay. So, so I only say that because no matter who you are, sometimes you're the guy in the jet. And sometimes you're the guy who had to take the long route. But here we are, both in the pool, chilling, right? So when you look at me, you're like, damn, ourselves working. Damn, look at it. How did he find the time? You got to remember, all of us only have in our bank account every day 24 hours. That's it. No matter who you think it is, the president of this company, the president of our country, no one has more time in their day. Now, you think about that. You start to go to work. Why? Because you got a chance. It would be to me, it would be defeating if someone had more time, but no one has more time. So now it's just about how you allocate your time. I took a class my freshman year at Columbia and it was about time management. It was like some football annex course. So it wasn't a real course. But every day we like <laughs> we got we went into some symposium and this dude, Brian Bodine, broke down our schedules. And he said, everyone write down what you do every day, every detail of every hour. And he said, now let's learn how to manage our time. So in summation, the way I do it really is I prioritize. I know what's necessary versus what I want. Know your needs versus your desires. Big difference. And always remember everyone has the same amount of time in the day. So don't get defeated. And also remember you don't have to do everything. The last note I would give you is I went to a symposium and they were talking about emails. And who doesn't have a hundred emails, right? And you're like, oh, I can't answer all these damn emails. And the guy leading the seminar said, you don't have to. He said, you're going to know which ones to answer and the other ones you'll get to. And if you don't get to it, guess what that just told you? It wasn't that serious. And I was like, damn. So he basically said, like, dog, start at the top, stay at the top. If you can't get past that, Probably ain't necessary. So those two things right there. Everyone got the same amount of time. You can't do it all. Great answer. And thank you, Jamal Parks. Again, yeah. that's a Wiley's World All-Star, his first day, and he's already popping off. Love it. I love it, dude. Man. All right. Be become yeah. a Hall of Famer. I need to see his face. Yeah, he sounds smart to me. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. All right. Next up, and I'm going to send you to the beach after this one, okay? All right. Michael Jordan, speaking of the GOAT, okay? Michael Jordan sold the Hornets for approximately $3 billion after buying it, uh, for the franchise, for 275 mil. Jeez. Damn. Uh, his record as an owner, 
423 and 600, fourth worst record in the NBA during his 13-year tenure. So the question I got to ask you is this. I just gave you the good and the bad, all right? Yep. Was his ownership a failure? Because a lot of people are getting on him, but, man, that's a that's a nice chunk of money he got. <laughs> you, hey, hey, the way you thinking, Mikey P, is the way I'm thinking. I'm like, what are y'all measuring to say what success is as an owner? Um, for me, no lie, <laughs> the first level of success, the first definition would be ROI. You got to remember, every single owner made their money somewhere else. And now this is just a hobby. So in this hobby sport called ownership, how did you do? Well, I went from 275 to 3 billion. Sounds like you did amazing. Okay, mm -hmm. now let's go beyond that. Ah, but y'all didn't win. Do you know how far removed the owner is into contributing to wins and losses? Let me give it to you like this. Did the owner give them proper facilities? And I didn't say best. I said proper. You don't need the best facilities to win. You need just adequate facilities. Can we get our work done? Yes. Okay. Michael Jordan did that. When a guy was up for a max contract, did you sign off on the max deal? Well, yes, he's done that. And he go, well, if he's still part of the ownership group, which they said he is on the minority level, well, we know he's going to have to pay the ball. He's going to have to pay little man <laughs> ball because he, Lamella, didn't stop playing. He about to get paid, right? So you're going to pay him. And then after that, I swear, what is the owner to do but make sure he doesn't get in the way? And did Michael Jordan get in the way? He didn't attract exactly what you thought Jordan could attract. I will say that. Like, you thinking Jordan just going to get the best coaches and every player going to want to play for him. But that's to my point. It's like players know that, like, yo, the owner don't really matter that much. So why am I going to just play for Jordan blindly? He ain't going to do nothing. I probably see him once, twice a month. And the dude is just dealing with how much concessions cost. Not, oh, are we running the triangle properly? So uh, I think it's unfair to an owner to look at his win-loss record and say success or failure. Um, I think it's unfair to some players as well, especially you talk about football. Like, dude, I got drafted. You get drafted to what's the sorriest team in the league? Not even Detroit now. You can't even say that. Um, what's the sorriest team in the, in the league, Mikey P? What do you think right now? I mean, it was the Texans last year, but they had a couple of good drafts. You want to use the Texans? Yeah. yeah. They've been you in hell for a while. <laughs> yeah, you say Texas now, and then you're like, oh, well, Deshaun was there, no, and then back and forth. Well, let's say the Texans. You get drafted to the Texans. You got to play four years, right? You got to play. And if you're a damn good player, you got to end up playing six or seven years because they're going to franchise you. You seven years in, ain't won nothing, and everybody talking about you sorry. You're like, Whoa, wait a minute. I, I, I'm a franchise player. They won't even let me go. I'm here and I'm in my prime. And what y'all talking about? And then after that, you make one bad choice or you just make a good choice, but only one team wins. Now you find yourself, oh, he a bum. He a loser. He don't care. Damian Lillard, he don't care about winning. And Damian said, why chase winning? If I chase winning, I may go somewhere like KD win. And then y'all going to kill me still. And that's yep, why yep. Damian Lillard said I'm staying still. So, nah, man, I think George is a, a tremendous success as an owner because I just look at it different. The criteria for me is simple. Did you do your thing? Did you make money? And did you make sure you supported that organization? I say check, check, check. Sounds like he's winning as usual. Say it, brother. I'm with say you. It. I'm with you. But that's it, Mikey P. That's all you got. Yes, huh? you right. so hey, nice. hey you, asked for, you asked for a short segment. I gave it to you. You know what you got to do. 
Oh, you gave it to me so sure. You was like, give me love. All right, send, <laughs> hey, Venmo me $20 so I could give me a margarita. That's all I need for my GP. Hit your boy up, man. Give me a plane you. ticket. <laughs> <laughs> if I do, it's going to be a one-way. You ain't coming back. <laughs> Let's do it. I appreciate you, brother. All right, y'all. Y'all know how we finish every show. We finish it with a Wiley-ism. These people at this resort are like, dude. You think I took my private jet here to hear your ass talk about Wiley? Shut up over there in that bungalow. All right, let's talk through it. You never see a U-Haul behind a hearst. Oh, you never see a U-Haul behind a hearst. Nope, you see a bunch of limos and people sad, right? Why you never see a U-Haul behind a hearst? Because you can't take what you have with you. Damn it. I remember Denzel said that one time, and I was like, yep, I've heard that one before. And it's so true, and it's something that we have to highlight. Why? Because a lot of times we live this world thinking it's ours. Like, this is mine, and I'm holding on to that, and I'm taking this with me. No, you ain't. <laughs> no, you're not. Whatever you up to, whatever you define it, whatever you about right now, you better be into it. Because that's all you're going to take with you. That experience, you are not taking those possessions. You are taking anything else. I'm a huge believer in the energy systems, right? I don't know how to call it. I don't. I've heard some of these terms and philosophies out there. I'm not going to identify well any of them because I don't know all of them fully. But I'm a big believer in energy can be destroyed or created, just exchanged. Therefore, that's who we are as people, just energy systems, just vessels of energy. And we exchange it all the time. I can make you feel good. I make you feel bad, whatever. But when it's over, it's just energy is going to be transferred, transmitted to a different expression, to a different version. That's why I think life is, you know, I don't know about reincarnation. I don't know about heaven and hell. I do know that this energy is going to go somewhere else. And you got to respect that. So your energy right now, guys, has to be focusing on the highest vibration of you, the highest expression of you, and making sure you hold on to that and not exactly what you connect to because you can't hold on to that. Always remember, you never see a U-Haul behind the hearse. Whatever you are, whatever you are doing, whatever you're involved with, you ain't going to take it with you. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! want to keep the conversation going let's talk find me on all socials at marcellus wiley more to is a production of dan patrick productions that dude entertainment and workhouse media show is executive produced by dan patrick marcellus wiley paul anderson and nick Panella. thanks for all the love ratings and subscriptions and reviews membership to wiley's world on youtube keep it coming because there's more coming from more to it talk to y'all hella soon If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.